At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone. My name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I talk to Indian photojournalist Sushetta Das. She's been through a lot in her lifetime and has risked her life for the sake of photography many times. She and I talk about the dangers of photojournalism, her photography institute, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi Sushetta, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you, that It's nice to meet with you and it's a really nice experience to talk with you, I hope. Likewise, I look forward to finding out about your work. I'm very excited to find out more about your adventures as a photojournalist. And I would love it if you talked a little bit about yourself and told the listeners a little bit about what you do. Thank you so much. So you are a photojournalist, right? So you- Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that, your experience and how you got started? Uh, I started uh, when I was in class two. I have gone through a lot of newspapers and I didn't know about the photojournalism. But when I've seen the pictures in the newspapers, I had a dream if my picture published in the newspaper. My father was an amateur photographer. That In that point, I have seen lots of manual camera in my house from childhood and I had interest in that camera and uh, firstly I was model of my father because he's just when you tell I want to shoot some pictures stand like this and sit like this so I um, enjoyed that thing but after that I thought no I my picture will be published in the newspaper that was the beginning the dream inside was me but after that when I was Plus seven, eight, then I determined meant that I will be a photojournalist. So I started my practicing at home. And after completing the BSc honors from Calcutta University, I 
completely dedicated my whole time to the photography. That is amazing. It's so cool that you knew that you wanted to be a photojournalist at such a young age. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a, a problem in my house also. My brother never wanted that I want to, I will be a photojournalist. His dream was as my academic career was bright. He wanted that I will be a professor like my other friends. But this uh, profession attracted me a lot. And I really love to do the adventurous, a risky job. And which is every day I can meet new people. A lot of different profession I can meet. I can uh, do, create something new. And I really love to do art, any artist, any sort of artistic job. And I thought that photojournalism is the best place where I can flourish my uh, creativity. I can show my um, views to the world regarding the problems of our country. That is the cause main way that my photojournalism was my dream. That makes a lot of sense. I can imagine that was it was difficult for you to deal with you know your parents not wanting you to be a photojournalist right for a child that's very difficult because you want your parents to accept you how did you deal with that how did you deal with their disapproval see being a female photojournalist obviously it is not very easy job because first of all i work for the hard means where the firing demonstration association um helicopter shoot disaster, natural calamity, political violence, border problem. So these all are the hard news which whatever I have covered in my 21 years career. It is, uh, uh, hard news is not very really easy job for a female photographer because uh, physically it is very hardy and a lot of risk you have to take and you don't have any assurance that you will get your food and your uh, accommodation, you will not, a lot of time you can't get that properly. You have to spend time, spend night on the road, spend night on the, you know, in the disaster area. So you have to adjust this thing and uh, we have simultaneously, we have to carry a lot of um, heavy equipments, bodies, camera bodies, camera, uh, heavy weight lens, uh, satellite phone, laptop, so these lot of things you have to carry and you have to work in the, maybe sometimes in huge high temperature, sometimes in very low temperature. So a lot of problems are there. That's why it is very tough for women. And there is another problem being a female photojournalist, what I have faced and maybe uh, some other photojournalists also that face this thing that um, it is, as it is a male-dominated profession, um, people always give more emphasis to the male photographers. They give more, you know, uh, get more opportunity. If you prove yourself still, they give more opportunity to the male photographers. So that is another big problem. They a little bit underestimate female photographers. Okay, they came, maybe they will spend a few years and they will go back. It is not like that. When a female photojournalist who is totally dedicated for this profession, they love to sacrifice their everything for this profession. So that challenge they have to accept. And people need more trust for the female photojournalist. And uh, today I will request to all organizations that judge a photographer for their you know, caliber, according to their uh, ability. They don't 
just a photographer where she or he is male or female we don't want any extra facility but we want the equality exactly equality is very important in photography and unfortunately it's not always something that is given freely to people and it's it's very interesting to know what it's like to be a female photojournalist i can imagine how difficult it is and i'm curious to know what has been the most dangerous experience you've had as a photojournalist so far a dangerous experience obviously i have faced few times in my life as i some things i can share with you today uh, when i went in kashmir and for the uh, some for some border work and i had a plan to work for the india pakistan border problem in kabul and that time the agitation started uh, and lot of people and died in the station and the curfew continued for 3 months the first day i share my experience to you that's that was my first visit in kashmir and i was uh, i went with one of my friend my daughter's ex colleague and we were we went together in a from a mosque the station started and you know we just covered and within few minutes some little boys they were Uh, going with us, and they asked me some chewing gum. I have given them. Then, within two three minutes, they used their marks and started stone throwing. And all people, all journalists, they were running here and there. And I also started running, but I don't know the rules. All rest all were the local photographers. And by mistake, I came. I I ran some lanes, and after that, by mistake, I came into the the protesters' place. and uh, all shops were closed the stone throwing started from both side they were st- uh, shouting against indian slogan and one shop just half closed i was sitting there and taking pictures and the uh, shopkeeper told me you have to come inside or go outside come inside not possible for me with him outside that is also dangerous because the stone throwing is going on and the all are anti indian slogans they are shouting and uh, Still, I was taking pictures in that way. After that, the boys came towards me and showed revolver and told me that if you continue your shooting, we will just fire at you. And my phone was not working because jam there was jam jamal, and I didn't get anyone's call. But my friend, I came, he noticed that I was not with the journalist group. and after 20 minutes the army came they announced that they would start firing and then he told that army people that go oh, there is a photographer and they was just shocked that, oh my god the photographers inside the protesters and they rescued me that was the time the 20 minutes i think i thought i this is the last assignment today my life another experience what was very deadly when i was in i was covering the maoist operation in jharkhand as i was i always i love to cover the authentic pictures of which i am watching in the press and if someone is dictating me shoot this picture i just throw this, this suggestion because being a photographer i always thought that shooting should be authentic yeah and uh, when i was taking my picture and they noticed they told me don't shoot they are maoist people Four villagers, eighty years old, die, 
and this pregnant lady, they are not the mom's mom's so you were torturing them. And they observed and they noticed me and they, that in that incident, a lot of photojournalists were injured and second, they targetly the, um, I was bitten by the police and my nine bends were damaged and I have to continue my work. And then, say, after two days when I entered in a place and the uh, uh, strike was going on and uh, I was waiting for a long time. And after that, I thought as an agent, I work for agency, I have to upload our pictures for two times in a day. So I couldn't take any single picture because from morning I was sitting, uh, we were blocked in a one place and people were telling there may be some problems will arise. So we can leave the place. I was waiting. So after that, I told my friends that these other news photographers, please, if anything happened, give me a call. I just want to move around and take some pictures of strike. And I started my journey. And after uh, somehow the, uh, one came in front of my car and said, ma'am, please leave me. Uh, can you drop me someplace? Because I got leave today and that strike is going on 50 kilometers far away the station. Mm-hmm. And that was an Indian Army guy. I told if you are from police, Kolkata police, I will not help you. Bengal police, I will not help you. Because I was badly beaten by the Bengal police two days before. So she will know I am from Army. So I, I was taking pictures and I I thought in a 54 degree temperature, if I sorry, 48 degree temperature, how can I leave that guy alone uh, without car? How can he move? So I dropped him to that area, to the station. And when I dropped, he told me, he took my hand and told me, I, I never see any tears in Army's eyes. But that day I have seen that boy uh, was full of tears and he told me, if God give me some time, I want to do some work for you before I die. And then I got the news where I was 50 kilometers far away. There are people. Price distribution is going on. And I was just uh, shocked because 50 kilometers, how can I move so fastly? If I miss that picture, company will not leave me. So I just ran around. At least I got a few pictures, a few nice pictures. And second day, some people told me that you come tomorrow, tomorrow we also give some rice. Okay, fine. Next day, I told other photographers, they told me, we got the picture. We are not going right now. We will go different place. I, I went. I leave that place. In early morning around 4.30. When I reached there, there was no one. And people that, uh, you know, tribal people, they came uh, by walking between uh, three, four kilometers. Uh, they walked with their child. They didn't get food last few days. You can imagine their situation. Mm. And they didn't. They have no idea. They are not literate people. They have no idea about media, what is newspaper, what is news channel, what is agency. Mm-hmm. They have seen only me. There was no police, no other media. And they was just rushed on me. And they told, for your picture, we missed the rice today. And they put some on a kerosene oil on my car. My driver was shouting. And they were appeared to burn my car. And this is using the matchbox. And uh, that day I just managed somehow myself because, uh, you know, that situation, if they can fire, we will die, me and my driver. That day also I faced uh, death very closely. 
And when I walked in the border, like the northeast China border, every day when morning when it started work and end of the day, we seen in our camp, you can see some dead bodies, soldiers. It was really painful. And we don't know. Every day was thinking, we don't know tomorrow what will happen, what we have to work. And that is, you know, like a family getting. And in tsunami also, I worked for three months there in Banakamari and uh, in uh, Andaman Nicobar Islands. And 15 days, there was a very hectic job from Chopal. We had to come down by the, with a small boat and enter in the, you know. So in the tsunami in Andaman Nicobar Island, when I was there, there a lot of, you know, a 15 days walk was very hectic that from Chopper, we have to go down by rope, the, you know, small boat entered that uh, islands and everything was totally damaged. And we have, I have to spend three nights on the hard bay area and open sky and open sky and see there is a rough sea because the plate was, you know, a plate changes problem. And, uh, you know, uh, earthquake was going on little bit small, small earthquakes. And the uh, rough sea was there and the huge seasickness, very hectic job. And when I come down from the chopper to the small boat, I think today, okay, it is the last day of my <laughs> assignments. And the chopper, the in, and one Indian army guy was in that in the small boat. He always told me that, ma'am, you are wearing life jacket. If you fall down, try to save your life for one minute. We will pick you up in the boat. So I told, if I fall down from the rope, I will do a heart attack later. Uh, I will, you know, go to the Sea of Bengal later. First of all, I will heart attack because I'm not a circus person. I'm not army people. So this sort of, you know, uh, risky thing I have to face in my life several times. Yeah. Those are very interesting stories. And I mean, I know that photojournalists risk their lives, but it's always very eye-opening to hear about the actual stories. So you risk your life. You have these situations where you are in very dangerous situations and you have to be able to take good pictures in that process as well and authentic pictures. So I think that requires a lot of skill and a lot of courage. So it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you, Dayal. It is, it is very important, you know, if you don't have courage, you can't continue this work. Yeah. That's very true. You have to have courage. It's, it's what, what you need to do. So what advice would you give to people who want to become photojournalists, especially if they're women? Yeah, the first thing, if anyone wants to be a photojournalist, they have to be very much you know, honest in their problem because authenticity is the most important in this profession. You can't arrange any picture. You have to be, whatever you are watching, you have to shoot that. Don't be biased by anyone, by any political people or by administration. It is really crime offense, what I feel. Journalists should be honest to their work. And the second thing is they have to be very daredevil, mm. very much daredevil. Because if you are very much, you know, shy, if you are thinking, no, if I do what people will think, you can't continue this work. And there should be conditionless love and dedication towards your work yeah. because it is not a commercial photography that you will how much you will work depends how much you are getting paid you have to be dedicated for this profession 
and your love should be conditionless and the presence of mind is very important because it is most of the cases you can't make a pre plan for your assignment because it is hard news it is not a commercial shooting so anything can happen that we don't know so presence of mind is very very important in this profession and you have to be very much promising that i this promise from inside from your inside that when you are in the assignment until you die you have to file your picture picture mm-hmm. transmitting is very important and because without you transfer your picture it is not published your work will just will go to the dustbin so these all thing are important who are on, who want to be a photojournalist in uh, future yeah that's very good advice thank you for sharing that and photojournalism as you said is authentic and you can't be biased you have to photograph things as they are and yeah those are very important things to keep in mind photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses articles video tutorials editing resources and much more we have a thriving community where you can meet new people receive constructive criticism and discover new ideas every single day here is a message from one of our top community members robert morton hi my name is rob i specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. I'm curious to know what camera equipment do you use? Yeah, camera the most important thing but what I personally believe that camera never takes a picture. Mm-hmm. Who is behind the camera it's really matter a lot. I have seen lot of brilliant images with ordinary camera. Mm-hmm. I have seen most ordinary images with the extraordinary cameras. So, I personally I always prefer for the most good lenses and I use A very simple camera, Canon 600D and Canon 3000D presently, mm-hmm. and Canon 16-35 2.8 lens and Canon 70-200 2.8 lens. And officially, I used Canon 5D Mark II, Mark II, Mark II, Hello? which was sponsored by my office. But mm-hmm. personal cases, I use these cameras. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, those are all very good cameras to use. And mm-hmm. you participated in a 13-day workshop. carried out by Steve McCurry a while a while ago and you also attended several other workshops by well-known photographers was there anything you learned in those workshops that completely changed the way that you look at photography yes as i am not taught by that much that when i started my career there was no professional photography institute in india so it was very tough for me to learn photography but i participated in some workshops so firstly i will tell personally i had a very good relationship with mr raghurai he is my guru raghuji and you know i think you know his name uh, raghuji is a really i have learned lot of things from him and how to capture the emotions what how much composition is important i have learned from it whenever he came in calcutta 
for his book when our i was in delhi we spent long time together and still today whatever i uh, if i think anything new i always share with him he really guided me a lot and he was the mentor of my national media grant two times and for project work also i get lot of uh, tips from him and how to continue a big project and uh, 13 days workshops i participated with steve macari and he liked my work i uh, approached him and he liked my work and it my workshop was totally charges free for he made the free, charges totally free mm-hmm. and he taught the use of color and artistic light from steve this is very speciality of him that use of color and light is extremely nice which i have learned from him and else what whose work really inspired me a lot those are uh, alex white street jan scraps project work yanis beraki's work in the dry place how a picture can be extraordinary in a dry place i have learned from yanis beraki's he was my senior colleague in reuters and james natsway's finest news work really inspired me a lot that's amazing oh it must have been so interesting for you to meet all of these well known photographers and to hear from them that they like your work that must have been very inspiring for you yes really i i'm really fortunate i work with lot of great nice photographers and i met with uh, i forget his name i met with uh, chris um trainer who was a project director of nagio and we lot of thing in the project work and i have nice experience to uh, share my work with mr shahidul alam of bangladesh he really inspired me in my project a lot uh, mr pablo bartholomeo from india he really um, always encourage how can i um, use my work in international market to capture the international assignments he taught me so it is my fortunate that i am fortunate i think because i met some great photographers in my career and i learned lot of things from them and whom i didn't meet but i worked with him uh, in my through my company and i really la- uh, learned lot of things from them mm-hmm. yeah it's very important for any photographer to talk to other photographers especially those with more experience and learn from them and be mentored by yeah. them. I think it's a very yeah, important yeah. part of photography having a community of people who can support you and who you can support as well. So, it's very good to know that you have this strong community of people who love your work. That's amazing. You also have your own photography institute, which is amazing because a lot of photographers make courses and write books and that's already a huge accomplishment. but having a school of your own a photography school how did that start and what's the story behind it yes that is a big story because it was never my dream my dream was to be a photojournalist and i will india and abroad big big stories project work that was my dream from beginning but thing is that uh, when i got world press 2006 i went in netherlands for the award ceremony and uh, lots of people asked me this question that why india is getting less award in world press rather than european country what i feel the main for teaching but i was too young i thought i have to learn more and more then i will come to the teaching profession but when i came back india and in between i was in middle east for some work in gulf news 
And after a while getting WordPress, I came back in India. And uh, I thought I got a lot of you know, calls from different organizations for the workshops. And uh, firstly, I was thinking, how can I teach? Because I have to learn more still. So then everybody was requesting me and, okay, fine, share your experience. So I started workshops and the response was extremely good because I am a totally filled person. I never teach anyone from the book line by line. I share my experience. I share those tips which I feel is important to work as a photographer. And the workshops were highly successful. That's why I was getting offer and offer for the workshops from all over India and abroad. And I started my workshops. And after a few years, at least six, seven years, then uh, I got a lot of mails from engineering colleges near about Calcutta, Karakpur, IIT, Jadupur University. The students were telling me, ma'am, if we want to go your workshops, we have to spend more money for the transportation and the accommodation because it is out of station. So if you can do something permanently in Kolkata, it will be better for us. There is nothing as such professional institute. So that was the turning point of my life. And two years I was planning because I was working in hard news. If I come in the, uh, in the institute, uh, if I open an institute, it will be a problem for me because of the timing. Because news photography is a 24-hour job. And I, two years I have taken to take this decision. After that, I thought, okay, fine. When people want to learn, then definitely I will help because I faced the same problems in my life when I started. So I must help other. So I opened Photography Institute in Calcutta. And uh, here we teach students totally professional training we give. We give huge outdoors. And we always prefer the all type of Risky job, festival coverage, news, disaster, they must cover during their training center, uh, training, during their training uh, under our institute. Because when they will go to the newspaper or news agencies, they will not face any problem. Mm -hmm. This was the starting of Images Redefined, and it is going on still last 10 years. Wow, that's amazing. Well, first of all, congratulations on the success of the school. And second of all, it's great that you are giving them all of the information they need to succeed in life. Because sometimes you learn something you read from a book and it doesn't teach you everything you need to know. But a school, I think, gives you all of the resources you need, all of the knowledge you need to really succeed. So it's amazing that you're doing this. And so you're not one of the teachers in the school. You just own the school or what is your role in the school? Uh, I am the main faculty of the institute mm -hmm. because students always prefer that I will take their most of the classes and outdoors I must go. It is compulsory. Without me, uh, they don't go. Sometimes they go for their homework, but in the major outdoors, I go with them and uh, we have uh, some um, ex uh, outside faculty, or guest faculty. They come here and take some classes according to their timing. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's very cool. And you, so you work with the students, you know what they struggle with. Is there anything in particular that photography students have problems with the most? Is there a pattern there? Photography students, they face the first problem is that admission, when they take admission in the photography school, they a lot of times they don't verify wherever they are going to learn. The faculty is particularly from that field or not. 
suppose if i am an amateur photographer i am taking the pictures of festivals and i am going to teach you the work photography it is not possible isn't it so this is very important that people will when they are going to take admission they have to study that the main faculties are that particular that field where they want to learn yeah. and second thing is that they uh, today's the mobile crime is too high it is really difficult to shoot in on the road because of the you know the people are creating problem lot of time so they have they need a proper card when our students go outside we provide them the institute card this is very important mm-hmm. you know otherwise they will get harassment from local people and that you know uh, police different types of problem they will face in hard news also and uh, so this is very important that when they will go they need this you uh, know uh, card and the experienced faculty they need in this profession and officially they need the internship opportunity which is lack of india these opportunities indian photojournalist student for journalism students they are not getting properly we try to give our students this official internship in the newspapers with the help of my friends in this field who are working in the newspapers daily but in india you know in uh, the photo uh, journalists jo uh, journalists internship is very easy in all reputed newspapers they provide journalists the internship opportunity but they are not providing the photo journalist internship opportunity this is my request to all organization please provide photo journalists also internship opportunity because without field knowledge they can't get prop- complete you know experience in this field that's right yeah it's one thing to learn about something but you also have to do the work you have to have a job that provides you with experience it's all very important so it's a very good request and i hope that more organizations do this in the future it's very important uh, and i was telling that it will be really helpful for the young generation absolutely absolutely they need to have that experience they need to know that they will have an opportunity in the future to work in this field so yeah they just need to be given more opportunities they need to at least have a chance to do something like that so yeah you mentioned that you have experience in grant work and research work you do that along with working for news companies could you tell me more about that yeah i am working with the you know cs project from 2002 when i was in writers i started parallelly my research work and you know newspaper when we are getting assignment we are covering the hard news they are giving us some assignments for long project newspapers for, for newspaper is not possible they will encourage you for long project this day to day news based on news agency yeah newspaper whatever it is but there are a lot of problem in our country so it was my plan when i started my career that i will use my photography to help the common people and i can be the breeze to the you know, ground level people and the lawmakers and that is the way the grant work the research work can help me a lot and i got two grants from national media grants two times and except this grant i worked in different different projects like i worked with arsenic the tobacco industries children the lost childhood the mother teresa's home a touch of love which i make a book also and the sex worker projects 
Mm-hmm. The Asia's oldest red light area in Calcutta, that project also, and the 25th year discovery of condom I worked, and breast cancer, child cancer, so different, different projects I worked, uh, the, and um, whether climatic change, I worked for that project also, migration, so different projects I worked, and this is a long-time serious work. It is not a newspaper work like that. Mm-hmm. We have to research, uh, do the uh, detailed study, you have to need, uh, submit the data and you have to continue work for two years, three years, four years. And my current project is working, I am working last five, six years. So this is a thing, it's a long-term project, you need the project temperament and if, uh, if you can apply for the grant, sometimes I ask, ask for the grant and I got it and I continue the, with that money uh, with the uh, help of you know, our project uh, sponsored like Bloomberg Foundation and others they sponsored me National Media Grant sponsored me sometimes I do my from my own funding and I continue my work so this type of work I got a lot of international recognitions from World Press from NADGEO from uh, Hofkin University Alexia Foundation other etc and etc a lot of awards I got from this grant but my main motto to work in this grant to um, help that deprived people. If my picture can change the laws, if my picture can change the life of that deprived people, that is my biggest award, I think. Yes, I believe that too. And that's what your motto as a photojournalist is, right? To be able to... Yes, absolutely, give, absolutely. To give people the opportunity to, to change their lives somehow. And we think of photography, we think sometimes it's just taking a picture of something, but we have the power as photographers to change the way people think about something or to, you know, give someone... See, life is most important, but I believe. Human life is the most important thing in this world. It is priceless. If you lost it, you lost it forever. So if my work can change anyone's life, that is the biggest award for me, I think. I think so too. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. It's wonderful that you have this dream of helping people this way with your work and you're doing such an amazing job. And you have basically already answered this. But my last question for you is, what is the one thing that you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Dr. Dell, still I want to achieve a lot of things. But that is, uh, I'm not telling about the award only, about the more about more technical success in my career mm-hmm. not like that i really want to achieve i want to establish my name in the world of photography as a human lover photographer mm-hmm. that is a wonderful answer that, i love that, that i want beautiful when people when i will not be here i i will leave this world then people will remember why my work has Oh, that photographer, that Shucheta, who always worked for deprived people, her work helped like this way, the funding to the poor people. That photographer you were discussing, I want that recognition in my life. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm sure you will achieve that because you've already made such an impact as a photographer. You do so much. You risk your life by photographing different places uh, around the world. So I really appreciate you as a photojournalist and Thank you for sharing your experience as a female photojournalist. I think it's something more people need to know about. 
And I'm sure the listeners are fascinated by your story. So thank you for being on this podcast with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great Big Photography World wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. It was an absolute pleasure for me to talk to Sashetta about her amazing work. I hope that her stories gave you a better idea of photojournalism and inspired you to be more authentic in your work. See you next week! There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.